makes the world takes. It's CB, yours truly, alongside the one and only AED. We're back at it again, Cat Bernie. Little new, fresh look new, here. What's new, going yep, on? New setup, yep. Trying out something different this time. See how it goes. Digging the set. A little bit of an upgrade here. Mm-hmm. We got a little studio add kind a of little, vibe. Add a little tech to it now. A little, a little tech. A little, little visuals to mm-hmm. kind of go, you know, go along with the little, little, little side dish to go along with your main course of us right here. <laughs> Talking a little pro wrestling. Uh, I'm excited because uh, we're in the heat of things, and we thought it was time for. Uh, Enough is enough is in time for a change, mm-hmm. and uh, we're in the thick of it right now. Yep. It's meat and potato season. Oh, sure. it's meat and potato season, yep. Uh, coming off of an eventful Elimination Chamber pay-per-view, the last stop on the road for WrestleMania 39 in uh, good old Hollywood, Los Angeles, California, at Sam Cronkey's house. Oh, yes, can't uh, wait. Your favorite best, person. Best stadium in the world. It is a pretty nice stadium. It's uh, it's it's interesting. It's, it's just nuts how... How how much stadiums have evolved? So like from even twenty. Yeah, because like now like, in, like the hybrid indoor stadiums are a thing. Before it used to be like the fancy outdoor stadiums, like what MetLife, for example, that was like the new state of the art thing when it came out. But now, you know, MetLife's considered irrelevant to all these other stadiums that have come out since because they all have like retractable roofs and whatnot now. And you think about it, MetLife only, I think opened in twenty ten. Yeah, it's not old at all. And, you know, it's not that, I mean, and I'm being, I guess I'm being biased or I'm not at all, but it's really not that impressive of a stadium. It's a giant, giant oval, metal oval yeah. is all it is. There's no, like, creativity. No. Yeah. Now they've definitely gotten more creative with the design, especially on the exterior, I would say. Oh, my God. The Los Angeles Stadium is unbelievable mm-hmm. with that yep. black kind of, like, glass uh, structure. Yeah. The Minnesota Stadium is unbelievable too. The Vikings Falcons have a nice one as well. Yeah, and um, they're they're building a whole. What are they? What are they building next? Oh, they're they're. It's, well, there, I think there's the Raiders purple. one that's new too as well. Yeah, um, the Legion. Yeah, the um, Bears are getting a new stadium as well. That's the new, the latest one. Well, I think the cool thing about the Bears is they're actually. I think they're. Well, I don't know what it's got approved yet, but they're keeping Soldier Field. They're going to build a new stadium over top of it mm-hmm, yeah which is kind of cool because you got it retains the history of it yeah because that, um, that field uh has run its course that's that stadium you know you know it's definitely run its course i'd say it is but, you know, it's it's good because you know more stadiums more more cool places would be a good, wrestlemania would be a good venue for one chicago is a great wrestling city so oh absolutely it'd be cool to have it there uh they've had you know home to many wrestlings in the past but nothing in the stature of no nope, absolutely stadium. yep that. Uh, I'm excited for WrestleMania next year because they're coming to our house. Mm-hmm. Silly, silly Philly. Mm-hmm. Pop over there. That trash bucket stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. You break my heart. I love the link. Love it. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. It's it's mania season. It's exciting. Uh, it's it's going to be a great card. Uh, and we're coming off of a, a really interesting pay-per-view card or a premium live event, as uh, the, uh, our friend Nick Khan would like to say, yeah. uh, with the Elimination Chamber PLEs. PLEs, yes. Sounds like some kind of like, you know, uh, code at like the DMV or something <laughs> like that. You know, I uh, had a customer come in for a PLE. They needed the extra points to get their uh, commercial driver's license. Yes, <laughs> drive a box truck. Yes. Um, so, give me your thoughts, high level uh, elimination chamber pay per view. What did you think? And uh, what do you need? What are your thoughts on where we go from here? So, elimination chamber. I thought you know. I think it's definitely better than what we've had, obviously, over the last few years, which we've kind of been on the trajectory we've been on with all the, you know, non-important shows, I would say, recently. But I think this one's definitely had the most meeting versus uh, ones we've had in recent years because we've had actual storylines 
an elimination chamber, whereas most years they just like threw stuff in and that was it. Um, I thought, you know, it was it was a solid card overall. I mean, you know, the women's match in the elimination chamber, I kind of expected from the start Asuka to win. Yeah. Um, just because you looked at who was in there um, and who was someone like on that higher tier in the women's card to take on um, Bianca Belair at WrestleMania. It was either going to be Oscar or Liv Morgan, I think, is in that tier currently. Um, but I think Asuka, you know, is a little tier over, so that's why I wasn't surprised Asuka won at all, because I'm really trying to push that, you know, like, uh, revamp gimmick of old um, from yeah. her. Yeah, and they started <laughs> to plant the seeds of that. We saw this past Monday on Raw, uh, where they kind of both pointed the sign together. Yeah. And kind of getting there, starting to build to it a little bit. Yeah, and then, you know, the men's match, Mason Chamber, um, I would Definitely, I wasn't surprised. I would say theory retain. I think the, you know the, my the boy. yeah, your boy. Uh, you know I, I feel not bad. like theory. He's got you know? he's got that cocky heel, young, good-looking guy. I'm not a fan of him. Just doesn't do it for me. Um, so I wasn't surprised he retained. You know, I think the surprise was Logan Paul coming in, interfering and taking out Seth Rollins to set up that match. Uh, you know, I think also Montez Ford is a future singles star. Um, I agree. So I, I would love to eventually see Street Profits break up just so Montez Ford could get his shot. Because I think, you know, at worst, he's a future, like, mid-card title holder. But I think he could push himself up to the top part of the card because, you know, he's got – he's good on the mic, great personality, um, you know, and good and very talented in the ring. Um, so I think, you know, he's someone that could push up uh, the card. So I think he was the star of that match, I would say, for sure. Um, <clears throat> then you had the uh, – you know, the mixed tag match, you know, obviously that was just a setup mania with Edge and Finn. It was a means to an end, for sure. Yeah, it was a means to an end. Like, you know, rumors I saw was, like, you might get the Brute Edge versus Demon Finn, possibly. That as a match. would be cool. That would be, mm-hmm. I've been craving Demon Finn to come yes. back for, like, six years now. Yeah, I know Finn had said, like, a while back he wanted to explore just Finn for a while. Like, because he felt like, you know, he started to feel like the only time people took him seriously is when he was the demon. Because he kept on losing other matches otherwise. <clears throat> so then why don't you just go with what works and what made you famous? Well, I mean, he's done great now, I think, in his new gimmick, um, being Justin. But so it's like a new layer bringing the demon back to face uh, Brood Edge at Mania. That'd be cool to see, I think. It would be really cool to see that. I, I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. Yeah, it's it was a hot gimmick back in like 2016. Mm-hmm. He got injured and they never really brought it back. Maybe once or twice, but very limited. Yeah, I think part of that was by choice by him though. Yeah, to keep it away. Um, but I just think, what is it about regular Finn that's so compelling? Not a whole lot. Just looking, he's a regular looking guy. Yeah, it's just regular looking guy, but he's very talented in the ring, you know. But yeah, Demon Finn's like another level. You know, I've always enjoyed Demon Finn. Yeah, I mean, it's like when Sting became the Crow Sting in 1996. Like, he just mm-hmm. kind of rode that all, and we're here 25 years later still with that same gimmick. Yep. And you wonder if he uh, never got hurt. Is that the gimmick he would have rode with this Universal title run? Yeah, that's a good question. Because um, that's, that's how he won it. That's how he won it. And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, he's still undefeated as the, the Demon. Or at least that's what he was back um, in the day. Well, no, because he lost in NXT, I think, as the Demon. Maybe, for sure. It's been yeah. a few years, but mm-hmm. um, but we'll see. We'll see. It, it should be good matchup. Uh, I like where they're going with it, and Edge is a pro, and 
he always delivers uh, on the yeah. big stage. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a good opportunity to put over a Finn Balor, kind of elevate him a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, a little bummed. I don't, th- I don't know if we're going to get an AJ Styles appearance this year. Yeah, I don't know if his injury at this rate. I don't know. It's it's going to be tricky. They're, running, they're starting to run out of time. I mean, I think if you don't see him in March, then you start to uh, to worry a little bit. Unless you want to do, like, the Andre the Giant battle rolling and have him come back as, like, a surprise. You know, you could do that. That'd be very boring. Be very good. lackluster yeah, for him. Just, uh, he's become, like, a staple of the Mania card. Yeah, um, yeah. But we'll talk about that a little bit later mm-hmm. in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, I... I Give me your thoughts on what they've done with the mid-card title so far. Uh, I think they've done a great job. Oh, yeah. I mean, the they, U.S. and the, the They definitely States. have done a great job, you know. Like, as much as I don't like theory, you know, they're definitely doing their best to, you know, put a spotlight on his title. I mean, I don't think as much as the Intercontinental title, in my opinion. But, um, you know, he's definitely, you know, it's more than it used to be. Um, trying to make it mean something. Uh, so they're definitely doing a, a really good job, you know. But I would say definitely more the focus on the Intercontinental title because I think just because who's holding each title. Yep, agreed. And um, I, I'm, I'm happy that they're doing this. Like, for a while, it was a hot potato back and forth. Somebody mm-hmm. would get it this week. Moxley would get it this week. Yep. Miz would get it that week. And it would go back and forth 12 times. Yep. And it was just like, Ziggler would get it for two weeks. And it would go back and forth. And it was just, it never meant. There was never any long runs. Yeah. And the U.S. title was Ryback. Then it was like, you know, who was it after that? Kalisto for yep. two weeks. And mm-hmm. flip flop around. It's just like, well, you're talking about the United States Heavyweight Championship. It's been around since 1975. It's been held by Harley Race and Dusty Rhodes yep. in the world. And, and all those kind of legendary names. And. Just, like, make it mean something. And it doesn't take much to make it mean something. All you have to do is give it to a badass and let them hang on to it for a little while. That's all you have to do. Yeah, I do like now they're giving their upper card guys a shot with them now. Like, definitely a good change, I would say. Because before it was just, like, the guys they didn't care about as much, I felt like, held the title. Or just guys to give them a title they gave them to. The guys need a little extra something. Like, the guy, yep. they need the title to make the guy. And there's a lot mm-hmm. of guys right now that they don't need the title Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going a better direction, I would say, than it's been, which I'm happy to see for sure. Um, absolutely. Um, so, Brock Lesnar is back for another run, another mm-hmm. main run, uh, against yeah. another big meat match, uh, mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley. Give me your thoughts on the way they've handled this kind of booking the last couple of so months. So, it was interesting the way it was. Everyone kind of thought... It was going to lead to a mania match between Lashley and uh, Lesnar, but now they've kind of gone away from that, which yeah. I was surprised. Like, now they're going lesnar Omas seems the route, and Lashley-Bray, yeah. um, which, you know, it's kind of confusing for me, honestly, because I thought, you know, done right, Brock Lashley would have been a good mania match. And then their finish at Elimination Chamber 2 with a DQ finish, you know, kind of was like, didn't do it for me, really. Like, what was the point of that, honestly? Yeah, I don't, I don't know either. You know, Bray. I thought they would put somebody with a little more uh, character, a little more of a psychology kind of driven storyline. Somebody who's also, yeah. I think I would have, and I think I would have preferred Brock Bray over Bray Bobby as well. Yes, I mean uh, Brock and Bray would be interesting for sure because you got Cowboy Brock who's mm-hmm. kind of having this renaissance of a career the last two years. Yep. And trying to have a good time, mm-hmm. and who's better to fuck up his good time than a, 
out of his mind deranged Bray Wyatt. Yeah, yeah, that's why I... This might be the first booking mistake, like, big one Triple H has made, I think, is what they've done with this, but, you know... I did see rumors, though, that some people think Vince has creative say now, so you wonder if Vince... Uh, this is a Vince thing. Could I, I saw red rumblings about that, that some talent on the impression Vince has creative say now as well. Wow, I didn't, I did not hear that. Um, not, that's full, case, not full say, but he has like input into it now. Well, if that's the case, that's not good for Bray Wyatt because if they have, if you see Bobby Lashley coming in platinum in six mm-hmm. minutes, then you know who has the pin. Yeah. Yeah. Plus, Bobby Lashley's on Raw, Bray's on SmackDown too. Like, so it doesn't make sense that way either. Brock's always on whatever he wants. Yeah. <coughs> so I would have preferred that instead of going like Brock Omos is just gonna be a, a, honestly a shitty match if that's what the route they go. I'm not gonna tune in for that because you I mean you know Brock's gonna win. Yeah. Um, they make Brock seem like oh my god he's a freaking nature because he can pick up Omos. So they're doing it for that moment of when he picks him up the seven foot guys. Yeah, but I'd rather see him too. and Bray like. And see like something more exciting because I feel like, you know, Bobby Bray doesn't excite me, and Bray, sorry, Brock Omos doesn't excite me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I guess we'll see how it plays out here. Um, but it's it's interesting how they're they're handling a Brock Lesnar kind of feud like this. Yeah. Um, so that rounds out the chamber card and it brings us to the main event of the. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the long-term booking, which I'm a big fan of. It's definitely some of the best booking in the last oh, yeah. decade. Mm-hmm. The Bloodline storyline rounded out with Roman Reigns defending the WWE Undisputed Universal Heavyweight Championship of the World. Mm-hmm. Roman Reigns against uh, the former honorary use, Sami mm-hmm. Zayn. So give me your thoughts. What do we think? Uh, I I enjoyed the match. You know, I think a good thing was, like, they always do a great job at the end of the matches with this storyline. It seems like the last two, at least, pay-per-views that, or sorry, premium live events. I know, don't. We're going to get in trouble. Nick Khan's going to send us an email after this. It's PLE's motherfucker. That's it, yes, (laughs) yes. Um, But, yeah, they've done a great job in the last two um, with the endings of the match, even after the the bell rings uh, when it's over. But, you know, it was interesting how they incorporated Jay Uso um, into that, where it kind of teased that like similar ending where you know Roman's hitting Jay across the face now, um, and then they had Sammy spear Jay like as Roman stepped out of the way. Um, so it was interesting like that, but you know, I think everyone was kind of expecting going into it that you would have seen Jay turn on Sammy. So it was that would say that was the kind of letdown for me. Is I would think I would have preferred to see Jay turn there, mm-hmm. whereas you know now you wonder is it gonna happen? Still, like you're wondering now, and it's like, how did the, the Usos lose the tag titles? Is it like Jay turns on Jimmy at WrestleMania and that's how they lose the titles? Like you know, it's very curious about how they're gonna go with this route. But I think personally, for me, you know, you could have gone with. Jay turning there, but I guess they didn't because you know there's still a long stretch before Mania that they gotta fill. Whereas if they did it, if they did it right now, you know it might have been hard for them storyline wise to uh, drag it out for that long. But I'm expecting that to still happen at some point. I would think. So what do you think the payoff is after all this is done? Big turn happens. Do you think you go the Usos go in a singles run? 
Because this kind of reminds me of like 2002, I, the original brand extension. I, they actually split yeah. up the Hardys and Dudleys. And I wonder everything. if they just give them all time off. Honestly, because they you know just think they've been carrying the company for so long now. That whole faction, like, why not give uh, Roman the Uso some time off? Let Solo do his own thing, singles for a little bit. I yeah. think, yeah. and then you know let the Usos come back SummerSlam season. I like that. It's yeah, they've been you know a three year run. It's legendary, mm-hmm. and I think uh, they have to. It's like they like they say behind the scenes, they have to go away to learn a new hold. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, just to kind of give it a rest and you know yeah. recover and uh, you know come back with a fresh kind of storyline. So, before we move on here, do we do you think this will end at WrestleMania with Cody Rhodes defeating Roman Reigns? Oh, absolutely. You think it's going to come to a head? I think yeah, Roman Reigns for sure losing uh, at WrestleMania. I would say. What if they pull the ultimate swerve and they just have to demolish Cody after all that? Oh man. You might have some angry fans, maybe, I think. It's just been building to this for so long now. You might get some real, real angry people. Yeah. You know, sometimes the smart thing to do in wrestling is just go with what the fans want instead of trying to confuse people. It is. It is. Uh, I agree. So let's let's switch gears a little bit uh, and stay on that topic, the bloodline, a little bit. Um, so give me your thoughts on who's kind of a breakout star right now of the bloodline. Uh, what do you think? Who's got the most potential to be kind of the next guy in this group after the storyline's over? I mean, I've really been enjoy- enjoying what Jey Uso has been doing. You know, even before, like at the start of the whole storyline, when Jimmy was out, you know, Jay was doing a great job on his own, which led to him joining the bloodline and being like the right-hand man, main event Jay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he's continuing to do a great job, but I think the focus will be when all this is done is it's going to be more on solo um, Sakoa doing his own thing, building him up because I think you know he could be a good like uh, United States champion or Intercontinental champion. I think whatever show they they keep him on, sure. Um, I think he'd be a good one to ha- you know really build up because you know the Usos have been built up so much now that they're like behind Roman, the top guys in the company. Yep. Um, so I think you know Jay obviously you know he's done a great job with this storyline. Um, you've definitely seen different layers to him. Um, he's played different roles in the whole storyline, which is nice to see. Um, but he's always kind of been that like outlier where he, you know, originally like, you know, he always does his own thing. Then he's ride or die for Sammy. And now he's, you know, kind of like on the fence Jay now. Um, so he's done a great job. I think, you know, I think he'll be solo, even though I'd like to see Jay's probably the breakout star of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I definitely think, I mean, just by the look of him, Solo, uh, yeah. I think is the guy they're going to try to build around. Oh yeah, yeah. he just has that angry ass kicker look on him. You know, it's just going to be, you know, do they, what do they do with him on the mic? Because I think he def, you definitely haven't seen much of him on the mic at, at all, if anything, uh, since he's come up to the main roster. So I think yeah, that's maybe, the next piece. Maybe you keep him with Paul Heyman. Maybe Paul Heyman comes back with just Solo. Just Solo, yeah. And Could. while everybody else disappears for a little while. Could. Yep. Roman goes does a movie or something mm-hmm. like that it would be a shampoo commercial. Um, yeah, yeah, Pantene Pro V. Could be. L'Oreal. Palomalo and Steelers used to be. Head and shoulders. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's got that kind of same look. I'm jealous. Yes. The handsome son of a bitch. <laughs> look at him. Just pale and bald over here. Oh, man. So, sun shines on me. I'm going to turn him a roasted red pepper. But, um, <laughs> 
Uh, I mean, hats off to everybody with the booking on this. The way they've handled it is they've handled it very, very carefully and very strategic. Oh, uh, yeah. And it's been a fun ride. Yeah, I mean, it definitely makes you curious, like, what are they going to do with all these guys once all this uh, this storyline's over? Because they've just been, you know, just there every week for so long. Like, what's the aftermath of all this in the company for all of them? Well, that's the thing, is after you build something for three years... Like how do they, they come back after they blow their load? Yep. You know what? What they how they come back they from the load? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What kind of recovery? Maybe it's like a, I don't know. They're gonna have to take a nap for a while. You know, yep. they're gonna have to like you know, maybe go for a walk. You know, get a cup of coffee. Oh uh, yeah. And then come back. Um, but we'll see. Uh, I agree. I I think I'm gonna go with it. I mean, I thought for a while. I mean, every year I feel like Roman is finally gonna lose. So it was like, all right, he's gonna lose to edge at wrestlemania 37 mm-hmm. um last year i didn't think he was gonna lose at all no brock. no once it was brock i knew he wasn't gonna lose yeah i was convinced there um for sure you know you wonder too if cody never got hurt would have happened at SummerSlam. could have could have mm-hmm. but you know what you never wish injury on anybody but no. it just plays more into the story I think Cody getting hurt was a blessing almost because it kind of allowed this storyline we've had with them to develop even further and add the Sami Zayn layer to it as well, I think, because of it. Yeah, and they're tying in... There's so much realism in it. There's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, obviously, there's history with the uh, with Roman Reigns in that Samoan dynasty. Mm-hmm. You've got Cody Rhodes, who is another quote-unquote pun intended royal family. Of yep, yep. Um, so there is more than one royal family. And it's like two of the royal families of wrestling mm-hmm. going at it. Absolutely. And it's pretty cool. Like, because it's real life. There's a lot of real life in, in this. Like, in, you could slice it nine ways. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Uh, it should be a fantastic match. Both. Oh, yeah. It's not It'll like. Be the best, one of the best Roman Mania matches probably he's ever had in recent years because all the rest against Brock have sucked. Yeah. And much. Brock, you're only going to get, you know. 10 minutes out of 12 minutes. Yeah, so I think this could be one you're more, more proud of, I would say. For sure. It, it, it's a shame because Brock Lesnar 20 years ago would go, was doing Iron Man matches. Mm-hmm. Some of the greatest things you've ever seen with Kurt Angle and all that. Yeah, now it's just the same, you know, same formula every time with Brock. Car crash and matches over. Quick. Yeah, car crash, suplex, 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 three F5s, yep. you're done. Yep. Um, so we'll see. Should be a good card. But shaping up nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's kind of do one more topic here for this mm-hmm. edition. Um, we're in Mania season. This is kind of fun to think about and mm-hmm. talk about a little bit. But uh, what does your ideal WrestleMania card look like? And so if you want to paint that visual, they're giving you the pen. Okay. Capron, here's the pen. Uh, what kind of uh, matchups would you either put or what type of matchups would you put? What would, you, what would that I card mean, look like? They're doing a pretty good job of the ideal one I'd want this year. Like, you know, like, I would absolutely want the Roman-Cody match. Um, I absolutely would want Rhea Ripley, although I think I would have done her with Bianca Belair instead of Charlotte Flair, personally. Um, Probably U.S. title-wise, I think, you know, since Theory has to be the champion, (laughs) um, the rumors of Cena, I think, would be a good match. Um, they've had kind of heat. They've kind of had heat in the past as well. It's a spectacle. Yeah. Um, Intercontinental title. I want to see Gunther McIntyre. I think that's the beauty of that tag title match. Is exactly Usos, Zane Owens. 
Um, SmackDown Women's Title. I don't know, honestly, with that one. I don't know. That one's tough because, you know, there's... I feel like they've... That's their only thing. They haven't done a great job of building up too many women recently. Like, you notice it's still the same women at the top of the car. I mean, you had Liv Morgan have her time in the sun, kind of elevate herself up. But since... Besides her, it's like the same ones at the top. And what happened to Ronda? You know, I mean, I'm not. I'm honestly not a fan of her. Like in the fans' course, what? I think that and Triple H kind of realized the fans don't take to her wrestling. Like it's just bad. Yeah, and she she's been out of the like like mainstream spotlight for so long that's just yeah. No one cares. And now it seems like they're pushing her to the tag team division with Shayna Baszler. As well, so I, I'm gonna guess tag team wise, we might see them get a tag title shot at Mania, um, but I don't know. Um, women's, t- but as far as women's tag title, what I'd like to see, it's tough because there's not many like women's tag teams. Like I mean, you're gonna have Becky and uh, Lita teaming up. Uh, and that's coming up, cool yeah. To get a little of the past and the present. But... but then there was rumors too. I saw of. Uh, Trish Stratus coming back in that, like, interfering in that match as a heel. As a heel? As a heel. Um, and she then... She could be a heel, a face, she could be whatever the hell she wants. Trish yeah. Trish Stratus will always have a soft spot in my heart. Yeah. A little boy. So, I don't know what I want. <coughs> um, woman's title, tag title-wise. So, like I said, there's not many women's teams out there either. Like, that's the one thing I think they still struggle with. But even, like, I feel like that's wrestling as a whole. They kind of keep the same women at the top in a lot of companies and don't give too many others a chance to shine. So I don't know on that one yet, my deal wise. I can't I can't really think. But maybe for Charlotte. Like if Naomi came back. If they could make a big moment like that happen. Yeah, like have like Charlotte have an open challenge and Naomi come back at Mania. That would be I, a moment. I would I would have liked that maybe. Um I think women's tag, but yeah, the rest of the title matches. I think we're gonna get what I would want for most of them. I feel like we're the card is shaping up nicely. Uh, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the two night format? I hate it. Yeah, it just, it just takes some it. of the luster. Oh, absolutely! It takes away from the uh, the allure of it because, like, you have your night one. It's like, okay, we'll come back again tomorrow. Like, it needs to be just one. It's supposed to be like a spectacle. Yeah, when I think the Super Bowl. A, and, like, yeah, like a Super Bowl. And it's like, when you think of a spectacle, you think of a one-night special thing. So that's why this whole two-night thing I don't like. And then you run into the thing when you have these two-night things where you have these matches that are just tossed on the card because they got because yeah. they got to fill two nights out. Whereas one, you got like, you know, yes, there was a lot of matches, but most of them had more meaning than what we have now. Um, and then, you know, Always, you're, you could always give matches bigger timeline spots as well. Um, so I feel like now, it, since it's the two nights, like there's some matches that are just thrown on there. Some matches are kind of a little too short, you know, that don't get the time they deserve. Um, so that's, I don't like the two-night formula. I'm a, I'm a one-night guy. Um, and then it's always like the one thing you're trying to figure out, okay, what's going to main event night one? Night two, you always know, men's title match. Is always going to main event yes. night two, but night one's always the mystery. Um, what's going to main event it? Agreed. And I mean, last year they kind of ended it with the Steve Austin segment. 
the first mm-hmm. night. Yep. The twenty twenty was uh, the women's. Twenty twenty one was the women's match, but mm-hmm. twenty twenty during COVID they ended it with um, Undertaker versus. Yep, AJ in Styles. the uh, Boneyard. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, different kind of scenario yeah. because of the the landscape of the world at that time. Yeah. I agree. I'm not a fan of the two night because it just takes some of the specialness off of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm also not to say I'm also a fan of when they have these seven hour. They used to do the seven hour card, like start at five and end at like one in the morning. I was just like, yeah, a little I can see. I do like a five hour card. I think. Yeah, I think if you really tighten it up, mm-hmm. one night tighten it up. Yeah, I think that's the way to go. Do like a five hour one night card, and yeah. you're you're good. Um, but what do you think? Should main event night one. What's your opinion on that? I, I've heard rumblings of what they might be, but what, what, do, you what think? do you think they might might do? So the rumblings I've heard is it's going to be Charlotte Rhea main eventing night one, kind of like when you had your um, your Sasha Bianca main eventing night one. Uh, I, I can see that, but do you think there's enough like? Steam and then feud to be a main well, event so that's, feud. Well, yeah, because that's the hard thing because you have a Raw superstar facing a SmackDown thing. So how they build that storyline right there when they're on different shows, um, that's the tricky part for me. Um, if it's not that, if they go the go the Gunther McIntyre route, I think that would be a good one. But if I had to put money on it. I think my night one main event, the night one main event is going to be the Owen Zane and Usos tag match. That's going to be my, I'm, if I had to put money on it, that's my bet for night one main event. That main, that, that makes a lot of sense because it ties in with the men's title match. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can see that because that's the longest standing feud that has a lot of steam worthy of a main event. It's not just like, yeah. So yeah, if I had to guess it's between the women's and that for night one main event. Uh, I like that. Uh, I'm on board with that. I mean, you could have Bianca Asuka as well thrown in there, but... Uh, I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, in no particular order, but a lot of the stuff I like to see on Mania card, I like to see... Um, I am a fan of the Battle Royal, because the Battle Royal is just kind of fun, and you throw some surprises in there. I like opening the I like opening the show see, with I think fast-paced... That's a, I think that's a good pre-show thing for me. Mm-hmm. I don't like it on the main, the main card. I wish they would make it mean something. Like, yeah, because I mean, that's, I think that's why I don't like because it, it means nothing. You just get a stupid trophy and you nobody, stand and you just stand next to it like this. Yeah, like, but make it mean something. You get a title shot, or yeah. something on Raw the next night or something. Like, make yeah. it mean something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. So I always like when they open with a fast-paced kind of like high-energy match, really mm-hmm. like any card, pay-per-view card, but particularly yeah. that to get the crowd fired up. That's what I wonder. What would open? What's going to open the nights? Well, for a while Seth, they were doing like Seth Logan Paul could open one, I think. That could make sense because that would be a, a high energy kind of thing. You know, Logan Paul throw his body around like a madman. And then maybe the other night they open with a women's title match that doesn't main event. Could do that. That's gonna be my guess. I think that's my guesses. Mm-hmm. Or they open up with the IC title match. Some kind of really just yeah. I mean, they've done some u- weird things in the opening card. Remember they had Daniel Bryan defend the World mm-hmm. Heavyweight title yep. against Sheamus, and he lost in eight seconds? Yep, like, yep. And I'm like, all right. Well. Yeah, I think those, 
yeah, I think I get to be like the Gunther IC title match, Seth and Logan, or a women's title match. There's like the three options for openers, I think. Watch they open with Cody and Roman. She would never. They, they never. Nah, well, because they can't, because the whole thing is you. technical difficulty um, but going back diving back into wrestlemania um the ideal card um you know i always love the variety aspect of it more than just a wrestling show um but i do like the athleticism of it but i also like the moments and spectacle of it when they have like a celebrity tie-in or when they bring back a, maybe a classic superstar that you wouldn't normally see Which, for a while i guess this year's celebrity is logan paul but I almost don't even consider him a celebrity. Not anymore, no, I, no, I, no. I consider him a part-time wrestler now. Because mm -hmm. He actually is really athletic. And he's done it more than once, where you guys the celebrity guys that do it like once or twice, and that's it. But he's done it multiple times now um, as well. So I don't consider him a celebrity as much anymore. And, and, he's, and he signed to them. He, yeah, he signed to them, and he will put on a match that is probably better than some of the undercard. Yeah. Yes, I feel like this year we might not get, I don't, we'll get a celebrity match. I don't know yet. Be interested to see if we do. Yeah, I mean, last year we got the Stone Cold Steve Austin. Well, and you had the uh, Sami Zayn Jackass match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you used to always get would, the Undertaker match once a year. Then you had the Bad Bunny match. Like that was really before, good. Which that was surprisingly cool. good. Then you had Stephen Amell, Stardust as another celebrity match they've had in years past. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, I'd be curious to, you know, if there's another celebrity that steps up that wants to join the uh, the wrestling world. Yeah, I don't know. Or if you were going to bring back, like, a classic superstar for a one-time more, one more match at Mania, who would you bring back? I mean, obviously, The Rock is the most logical one, yeah, but um, if you had to go outside of that, I don't know. That's not still active, yeah. Yeah, because so many guys either just are too old now or... I'm not a fan the way they wrote off Kurt Angle into retirement. <laughs> against yeah. Baron Corbin. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. I was like, you yeah, couldn't... maybe him. I was like, you couldn't bring Cena back can't, for one night can't and go tie wrong. it into, You like... can't go wrong with Batista if he ever came back again. You know, he kind of... Those kind of stuff that was all that Triple H's career had to end the way it did as well. He didn't get that one more match as well. Yeah. Even if you had Triple H just come out... Not take any bumps. Just do, like just do a, a quick, pedigree. Just do a quick squash. Just to call it a day. Uh, but knowing him, he probably wouldn't want that. Either. Mm -hmm. like, nah, uh, Stephanie might kill him. Yeah, be like, you know, he'd be like, well, uh, she doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I know, that, that's a huge bummer. We didn't get one more Triple H match. Mm -hmm. uh, I was hoping for years. They should have did Triple H versus AJ Styles. That would have been uh, a hell of a yeah. 
But we saw Undertaker's last match was AJ Styles. See, I think the best way for Triple H to go out would have been Triple H, Randy Orton. That would have been the best way to go out, I think, for him. Yeah, that would have been a good one because they have so much history together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why I think that would have been that would have had to have been the way to go out. I don't think there's anyone else that would logically be in a... Besides the Undertaker or retired, a more logical person to do it with. And because, you know, Randy Orton is the legend killer. So mm-hmm. you could say, I got one more legend. Yeah, which you wonder how much, Randy, how much Randy Orton has left now. Like, if he comes back, how much he has left. Yeah, because Randy Orton is not a spring chicken anymore. He's been nope. doing it for... 22 years at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, uh, on the main roster, and he was in developmental before that, so he's going on 25 years he's been doing this. Yeah. Um, he's got nothing left to prove. He's done everything no, he... you can imagine. Oh, absolutely, yeah. But um, I uh, I would like to see... I always like, all right, let's... If you're going to, like, retire, that's fine. It's great. You deserve it. But, like, have one final, like, good send-off. Yeah, and he deserves a quality, uh, quality send-off, I would say. Like, I almost wish The Undertaker stayed retired after WrestleMania 33. Yeah. Um, it just made sense. And for him to come back and do the couple of things after that, I was just like, all right, whatever. It was fine. But it was not, like, memorable. I mean, his match against AJ was great, I think. It was good. That was, that was, yeah. I really enjoyed that given the circumstances. And I think, you know, the, I think the only reason he came back is because he wasn't happy with uh, the Roman Reigns match. Yeah, he wasn't happy with that match. So he needed to really, you know, because. He was so banged up at that point with his hips and everything, you know. So I think like he needed like that one like the show like I can do it one more match like and actually be quality before he felt comfortable retiring because you know he was just so committed that you know he couldn't go out that way. Yeah, and I agree. Um, and that's why it's like at some point you have to just kind of stop before you ruin the aura, especially of a character like that where he's just. Yeah, well, I think that's why too. When he came back on the Raw Thirty, it was as the American Badass, not as this Undertaker gimmick. I think that's over and done with. And, you know, I don't think, I, he's not going to be in a match again. But you know, when he has his guest appearance, I don't think you'll really see much of the uh, the Undertaker full on gimmick. It'll just be the American Badass. No, thing. no I, I agree. That's kind of the real him too. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you go hang out with him at a bar. Yeah, uh, that's that's him. You're going to get the the American Badass. No, yeah. So we'll see. I, um, I, I thought Stone Cold might come back and do one more thing, but I don't know what. At this point, what would you do? Because like, he said yeah. he had so much fun last year. He's like, I'll do it again. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what he would, I would uh, I would do with him, honestly, at this it's point. It's got to make sense, though. Yeah. You can't just have him against Rick Boogs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just for that reason. It's got to be something big. But right now, there's nothing big for him to come back for, I would say. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for it. It should be a good card uh, overall. Uh, a lot to look forward to and a lot to still build to. We're only oh, at the yeah. end of February here, so mm-hmm. we've still got a little over a month to go. Um, yeah. It's we're, we're getting there slowly but surely. And potato season. Yep, almost a month away. And it's the start of the new wrestling year after that. Yep, it's a three-set point. Mm-hmm. At least for WWE, it's a three-set point. Um, so I think we're out of time on this episode of Wrestling Makes the World Takes. Mm-hmm. and uh, But we'll be back again uh, yes. talking all things, all elite wrestling in the next edition. Mm-hmm. And uh, everything on the road to the Revolution pay-per-view, which is coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, but until then, follow us on social media, at Wrestling Makes on Twitter. Uh, subscribe on YouTube if you want to get a glimpse of our beautiful new set that we have going on here. The graphics mm-hmm. and everything, so... 
Um, and subscribe wherever you get your podcast: Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Deezer, iHeartMedia, wherever else you get your podcast. Uh, we're there. We'll pick a little flavor in your ear. <laughs> um, but for um, for CB and AD, uh, we uh, will see you next time on Wrestling Makes the World Takes. See you.